Okay, hello. Welcome to Up Talk Gamer. It's me and Nathan. Hello. Start <laughs> start the show. Right? Hello. This is this is a this is a conversation. Yeah. A fun chat with my pal about um some list archetype stuff. Archetypes, so the yeah. archetypes. Archetypes and unit roles. Uh, and then we could use it. We'll relate the new Gits release to all of this, shall we? Okay. This will be fun. This is our way of going through it. Um, so I did my first uh, Masterclass video yesterday. Uh, I released it, the LRL one. Yeah. And I described the LRL as a damage-dealing castle. Okay. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. Seems fair. Because a lot of the time I get asked a bunch of questions, like in the chat a moment ago, are Gits good? Like, and... Answers yes. <laughs> or the answer could be no. Like no, the answers yes. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of nuance in those responses, right? If you were given those answers properly. Okay. Does that make sense? They're good. Okay, gets are good. Yes. Okay. All right. I'll give you one that's a, are Stormcast good. They're shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I. I sh- let me just add shiny to this list. <laughs> Hold on, debuff and shiny. Shiny. Let me just add that. So that's uh, that's it's actually better written like yeah, that. So I'll keep so, that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shiny with a small s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, basically, I just wrote down a bunch of archetype stuff, and some of this stuff already exists. So if you've been on the OzWarrior.com and you've read my uh, workbook, the workbook of the Duchess, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, which I wrote like five years ago now. You'll be able to go through a bunch of this stuff if you go read that book. Again, available on the OzWarGamer.com. It's free, so I'm not trying to sell you a book. What am I, a Scientologist? Anyway, um, and so, yes. <laughs> yes, Zotan. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so what I thought I would do is um, talk with you about some of this stuff. Because one of the things I didn't want to do was just create a bunch of like hyperbole. Like, I don't want to make, make a bunch of rubbish up just to try to justify having conversations about it. Yeah. Because sometimes um, it's really tough to describe stuff when people ask me with any nuance. Like, it's good, it's bad. Yeah? Like, it feels a little bit, oh, the, tell me how the list works. Is like, you just it just does it. Just use yeah. it. But, like, that seems to be something that kind of escapes people. Uh, it's a beast. I have 70 spider riders. Oh, my God. You are what we would call a shiny list <laughs> your list is shiny <laughs> right. so many spider riders yeah right. uh, hello tom stars hello um so yeah the army archetypes so why like but then also when you write an uh, an archetype so you're talking about a castle still people don't really know how the this was when i was going to uh, they don't know how the units inside that army work. Okay. That's when I was going to... This, this, where it says Samwise. I was going to describe all of the different unit roles as Lord of the Rings characters. Okay. So, the so damage... you started with Samwise and then that was... A... He's oh, a support. Oh, got no. Frodo. Frodo is a point scrabber. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a... Uh, like an assassin. I haven't done that one yet. And yeah. I couldn't... I couldn't work out who in Lord of the Rings was a screen. I, like, I thought it was like Minas Tirith. That was Merry and Pippin on screen. <laughs> they were not a screen. <laughs> they were. They just got in the way. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I mean, no, oh. Gimli. Gim, Gim, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Boromir. Okay, that's a great shout. Okay, Boromir, yeah. Okay, thanks, chat. Yeah, <laughs> everyone in the chat is Boromir. <laughs> oh, poor lad. And I don't know who an assassin is yet, so we'll come up with that. Anyway, so... So I thought we talk about through we talk through this together if that's cool with you. Yeah. And I try and give some examples. I'm going to do like a a more pro video on this, but this is like a this is like a chat um about it because some of this stuff I'm not 100% certain on and it's worth chatting about if you're up for it. Yeah. All right. Cool. cool. All right. So uh archetypes are like the grand strategy of the army like how not not unfortunately the actual grand strategy, but like the strategy of the army and how it plays. Yeah. Like what's its archetype? So the ones I've got here are Alpha Strike, Beta Strike, Pin, Castle, Damage Dealer, Damage Check, Debuff, and now Shiny. 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 Shiny is the one. Right? And I wonder what you think about these. So like, we'll start with the first one, Alpha Strike. It's yeah. like the easiest one, but I think that's still one that is new to a lot of people. Yeah. If this, uh, if, now, chat, I want you to be like legends. If there's anything you're not sure about in the chat, then just be like, I've never heard that term, or I don't know what that is. So yeah. I, I want to know how how common it is. Do you know what I mean? To know these things. Because yeah. you and I know what an alpha strike is. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell me what you think an alpha strike is? So it's a fast army or, um, yeah, it's an army that can hit you 
straight away, first turn, mm. and it hits hard. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. So Alpha Strike, Alpha Strike actually comes from um, the Vietnam War, the term. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes from the Vietnam War and um, uh, and is is destroying your target so effectively that they can't respond. Yeah. Uh, so that's where Alpha Strike comes from. Um, and yeah, that's basically what it is. So you attack your opponent and you do so much damage in the first turn or you kill so many of those key pieces that they're not able to like, they're not able to like return. Yeah. Uh, so that's an alpha strike. Pretty simple. Examples of this in a gits list is nothing. Because the problem with the gits list, like a corn list, is they've only ever been what I call a mid-board army. Yeah. So they can only really aggressively... So I talked to on the Masterclass video about threat range... Oh, sorry, like um, uh, your... Uh, oh, God. Uh, your, your threat range... And then your uh, your actual range. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what I actually call it. Something else. Um, and your threat range is like, sure, with so your squig hoppers, you can move 3d6 and then charge 2d6, right? So it's 18. So what is that? That's 30 inches. Yeah. But effective range. Thank you, chat. Uh, yeah, effective range. So you've got your threat range and your effective range. So your threat range is 30 inches. But on 3d6, I think the number is like it's an 11. And then the 2d6 charge is 7 yeah. average. So your your effective yeah. range is nineteen. Well, yeah, squig. I mean, you can sort of do something that hits, but it's normally just with the gits list. So I could send out a unit of squigs because I could cast like squiggler or or D three units. So I could send out like up to three units, but an alpha strike is normally the whole army turns up, mm. and it all works together. Yes. Yeah, like chop, chop, chop. Yeah. So or a good shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, or shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. So good examples would be uh, a ton of eels in Nidad Thiebkin. They're pretty fast. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say probably those s silly... I mean, ogres, really, with Kragnos. Like, Gargants with Kragnos. Oh, like, yeah, like I mean, Gargants yeah, really the, stand on objectives more. So you want you know, the vast majority of the army to be shooting or doing damage when it when when you go... When you go and you're going straight away so mm. yeah so like some stone horns and kragnos yes that will be most of the the army the ogre army and they're all hits together and right at the beginning of the game and that's alpha not that it's the right way to play it but also iron jaws yeah there like, you go. like iron jaws have got the potential to alpha strike you all so the time yeah exactly so they yeah they could Use the fast turn, and then they could do a load of mighty destroyer moves and even a teleport, so they could all just be up there going straight away, do a while, so they've got plus one to charge, and then just go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say that uh, flies, as an example, because I don't think they necessarily... So I will call them what we call an alpha blocking list. So Or a pin list is like another example yeah. of what people generally tend to call these. Um, so pin is alpha blocking. So that's we'll come to that in a minute. Uh, beta strike is one that people aren't sure about. Someone said they know about beta cucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about beta strikes? So I guess that's more of a counter strike, is it? So it's like, uh, yes, yeah, counter strike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I probably should just put counter strike, and then that like probably clears up a lot of confusion. So thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that now. Yeah, it's when your opponent attacks you. And then you're able to absorb the attack, and then you just attack them back. Because there are some lists that are designed to work that way. Yeah, or else you're waiting for the, your opponent to move into a certain position, and then you just go. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. yeah, like like a lot of that would be, yeah, Rush B. There's another good example. So, like, uh, if it, like some of the battle plans where missions are in the middle. Yeah, you wait for them to move on to the... And then you hammer them. Yeah, yeah like... Onto the objectives, and then you just fly in and... That's probably because you're doing trading, right? Like, which is also something that should be discussed. So, like, a good example with this in Slaves to Darkness is that Chosen absolutely bully people. Yeah. Right? They're so not the fastest, are they? They're not the fastest, no. So what you would do with, like, in a Chosen situation is you would, if there's an objective in the middle, you'd move a unit in the middle, then you'd run up with the Chosen, then they'd attack the unit on that, and then you would attack back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, it's a natural counter to the Alpha Strike, like an alpha strike can only really work 
in the way it's designed to work. Like, as the Flies examples, the Flies all get a pre-game move up the board. Uh, the Big Stabbers were a good example of an Alpha Strike army. They would all pre-game move up the board and then charge you. So what your job to do is survive and then count it back. Yeah. You know, like, and... Like screens are really important in that, and I guess most armies are trying to be Counter Strike armies in some ways, yeah. or have the ability to Counter Strike. Yeah, quite often the the be the Alpha Strikes that have done better have been more of a shooting Alpha Strike, where they turn up and shoot over the screens and take out stuff. Like Ko used to be with their yeah with the big boat full of dudes. I mean, they still do that, right? Like they still drop out the sky with the boat. Um, like they're still doing okay numbers. Yeah. Like I think that they still, I think that's still how KO work. Really, they still alpha strike. That's actually well, yeah, but they don't have enough to like they they don't have enough to blow armies away as much as they used no, to. No, they used so to kill used, an army yeah, on the first turn. Used to turn. be able to kill like fifteen hundred points of an army mm. first turn, which they can't do now. So they have to be able to uh, kill stuff, but then also know that they're not going to kill. And they're not going to absolutely disable the army, which, which is what you want an alpha striker is to go in and just disable an army. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so then you got um, so that's counter strike. Yeah. So then this is the other one. Uh, so this is pin alpha blocking, uh, or pin or alpha blocking. Um, I might. I mean, pin makes sense, uh, but it's the same thing, right? What you're yeah. doing is with the alpha blocking list, you're running up the board. Then you're just pinning them in to yeah. their deployment so they can't leave. I mean, if you can't retreat as well, so the 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 cronspine is the version of that mm. um, uh, that does that. But like thirty pink horrors in the no retreat one is probably the correct like yeah. thing to say. Yeah, it's sometimes an alpha strike will be like that as well, won't it? So like an Iron Jaws army that just floods across the boards fights you on your side of the board and um, so you might it might not disable you and it might actually eventually lose most of its models but by the time you've fought your way through them they're quite tough some yeah, some of them are so by the time you've actually fought your way out of your side of the board the game's over and you've not been able to squawn Score on the score objectives. On the, score yeah. on the objectives, yeah. 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 So. Like, especially like if you were playing like no book tactics, for example. So like, uh, even more so, I actually think that this alpha blocking is actually very good in the new GHB because you can't do um, uh, this one's mine. Uh, this one's mine, no. Um, against the odds yeah. anymore. So like, against the odds used to be a battle tactic where you would just hold the one in your territory, basically the one you deployed on. But you can't do that anymore. So like, I think that that's a way more legitimate play style because they're going to probably really struggle turn one with a battle tactic yeah you, if want, you, you want to be able to if you're doing that pinning you want to be able to pin them for like two and a half turns at least but you're hopefully looking to pin them for about three turns yeah so that you've scored maximum on the three turns then even if they score max on the last two they've not they'll never catch up to your yeah, but the the thing to be aware of with the where aware of with that is the grand strategy, because there's a real good like because we, we sometimes you can kind of forget that in the math right. If you do hold three and let them hold two, you still have to get the grand strat. Yeah, like and then if you're there holding everything on on four and five, you might not have a lot of the board presence left, yeah. like a lot of units dead. But I think that alpha blocking is actually legit in the new GHB, mm -hmm. just not hundred percent certain. Uh, the lists are there at the minute. Uh, but that's that's alpha blocking, and it's pinning your opponent in. That has to be... I don't know what the most miserable way to play is. I feel like alpha blocking is the most miserable way to play. Just yeet it up, stand there for three turns, and just get beat up. That can't be fun, right? Yeah. Like, but then it, it feels so much like alpha strike. I don't know. I don't know. At least in this version, you get... You hit back. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. I yeah. don't know which one. Yeah, don't. I guess they're all a bit... They all can be a bit... Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a 14-year-old on his first date. Mm. Yeah, like... <laughs> oh, you're going out, are you? <laughs> oh, shut up, Mom. <laughs> Just been alpha-pinned, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Just been alpha-pinned. <laughs> so awkward. Um, all right, so, yeah, again, if there's not anything you don't know in the chat, let me know. So in Castle. Uh, so Castle's the one I described 
in uh, the Masterclass video. That seems like the most obvious one. Um, uh, no, pro no problem, Kenny. Loads of love to Kenny in the chat. Um, uh, yeah, Castle is one of those ones that's like... See, again, this is the bit I want to talk about. It's because I don't know if I'm just making this up. Like, like when some people are like, you know, does this army really work this way? I'm like, like a bit. Like, it's a bit shorthand for what is way more complicated. Mm. Like, I don't, like, I'm really questioning myself because I really enjoyed the video I made at the weekend and I'd like to make more, but I don't want to, like, be propagating, like... Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of armies will play elements of these, mm. but some scenarios won't let you play those that, that, that style. way. Yeah, so then you have to, mm, to change it up a little bit, so... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. like... Uh, castles work great if there's only a few objectives and you, you've got an objective to defend and then you can reach out and do your thing and and then reach out and just claim objectives as you need them. Whereas if if there's loads of objectives all over the board, then you're going to struggle with a castle, unless you can make a long, you know, a big castle that can control a larger portion of the board. Yeah, castle's a really interesting one because, like, I like you know, like when we talk about unit rolls in a minute, like, <laughs> there's a YouTube comment, there's a YouTube, <coughs> there's a YouTube comment from some guy, mm. and he was like, "How do I ever possibly stop an army from hitting me yeah. on the first turn?" <laughs> like, and me and the chat lost our minds because I was like, "You just like put a screen out." And yeah, and I replied to YouTube comments, and he was like, "What's a screen?" And you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, and you think these things are so simple and so obvious, mm. right? And that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Like, you 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 want to put the idea out there that people can like learn these things because it's not even to be like this isn't like I mean, some of this is like hey to win a whole tournament, but some of it's also like just so you have a more enjoyable game. Yeah. Like if you just stop it, stop someone hitting you on the first turn, like. That's a real good thing. I think Castle is a legitimate build, as in you have a gun platform behind and then you have a front wall that defends. Zinch Castle, uh, Marathi and the Bosnakes to a degree, although they're a bit more aggro. Yeah. Um, like, But then I'm not sure, like, the Iron Drake's army, was that a castle when it pl was played that way? It just kind of took it. It didn't really defend itself. Uh, yeah, we, but that was when... That was quite mobile. That relied on using the bridge, and that was when you could take multiple units. Yeah. Yeah. Over the bridge. Yeah. Then it was like a mo a, a castle that flew around on a bridge. It was a castle on a bridge. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a castle on a bridge at one point. That's true. Yeah. Um, that was that was actually pretty funny. Oh, what the original Hallow Heart list? Yeah, yeah, that was awful. A flying yeah. castle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think castles are legit term. I think all of these so far are legit terms. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a moving castle, like Hal's moving castle. And Kreich, uh could you give summary of each one an example picture with different armies? I absolutely can. That's the plan. Yeah. So that was like an Alpha Strike castle, really. Is that? Yeah, because it moved over, did its damage, it and did then was like... Like, yeah, it was the whole army moved together, and it did loads of damage. And it would quite often disable armies first turn with the amount of damage That's it true. did. So would you say that, like, a like a list arc, like a <coughs> list could be, like, a couple of archetypes? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's interesting. Because then the next two are quite interesting for me. So, like, damage dealer, like, and damage check. We'll come back to damage dealer in a minute. Like, damage check is the really easy one. Is just a super simple, like this is what I call the DPS check, right? But I started saying DPS check on the stream. Loads of people started saying DPS check. Now everyone says DPS check. So like, I was like, I really should have, because you don't know what the fuck a DPS check is, do you? Yeah, special check you get from the government. <laughs> <laughs> No, so it's a damage prevention something. No, it's like. no, no, no. That's DPR. That, uh, like, no, is it? That's damage per second. Uh, yeah, damage. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Per that's second. Damage. That like, yeah. It's, yeah, from computer games. You have to do loads of damage to do the stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is. Yeah. But DPS is in the it's way we word. use it. It's just words. <laughs> it's just words. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think some of the best lists have two to three archetypes. That's fair. Um, yeah. So like, so I instead of writing, writing DPS. I decided to change it a little bit and put it as damage check. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then the reason I've chosen damage check is just because you're like, it just checks to see if you can do enough damage. Yeah. Right? 
Uh, he didn't know computers have games. That's true. Real Polygeek, thanks. Uh, <laughs> wait, Robbie doesn't know computers have games. <laughs> Do you think they're just full of websites? It's just got loads of boobies. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> I, I like you. I like. I like. I like. I like the journey. Like some people, are like I'll find even more about technology. And Nathan was like, "This is the perfect amount of technology that I need in my life." Anyway, right. So damage check is literally, can you do enough damage to the army, right? And yeah. that's that's either via like, there's two modes for that. There's like wound sync, yeah, um, oh sync, or like armor save, like. In my opinion, because like those are different versions, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it's American. Um, because Wound Sinks, the current Gits version that you played, like I yeeted six Gore Grunters in it at like twos and twos, damage three, and you were like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even kill one squig herd, you idiot, you damn fool! And then you just beat me back, right? And yeah, I guess, can you kill a Cargan? 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 <laughs> I can't kill one of them. <laughs> it's a car and a Gargan mixed together. <clears throat> yeah, can you kill a Gargan? Um, in that, like that's a, that's a, that's definitely a list, right? Yeah, yeah. People write that, yeah. and I always think that this is be- like a damage check army is the worst. Is Games Workshop have done the worst job, like for me? Because what happens with a damage check army is it's normally like as an example, Gits have been really struggling for ages, really struggling, and then the last update they were like four plus rally, and then they were like also points cheaper in the next update and you're like they're just making it so that like the squig herd weren't you didn't take a squig herd because it was a squig herd you took a squig herd because it was 72 wounds with a four up rally that came back to life after so it could have been anything it could have been yeah. tokens right yeah. like, i i always think that that's the worst version of warhammer damage yeah. check armies uh when it's cheap units yeah is my thoughts yeah it is yeah, the squig herd is nice because it does do damage as well. So it fights as well as. Oh yeah, it definitely yeah. does that. Like yeah. no, I just mean like like for instance with cruel boys right now, um, like they just made gut rippers like 150 points. So you're like right, okay, I can get 60 wounds of gut rippers for 450 points. It's a lot of wounds yeah. of gut rippers. Um, so you start like looking at that and thinking, mm, interesting, like 900 points, 120 wounds of gut rippers, you know, like. That's that's a legit kind of like conversation, but it's only because they got cheaper. Same with crossbows, so Craven Throne Guard from. Yeah. Um, they are, are they two? I think there's five models, two wounds each with a four up save, but it's unrendable because it's Nighthorn. But then, eighty five points for ten wounds with a four up unrendable save. Uh, so they're dirty cheap, and they rally on a five plus on their war scroll. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, they're one wound each. Thank you, Rob Kelly. All right. So they're not two wounds. Uh. Um, so maybe not quite the right thing. No. Um, so yeah, damage check. And then there's the armor save version, which is, I have got 10 chosen. They're three wounds each. They start on a three up armor save or 10 protectors. They're three wound each. They start on a three up armor save. They get a two up. They can get plus one to their save. Like there's definitely armor save units yeah. that do the damage check. But I don't know if that's something different. Like is just having a really good armor save Sometimes it's not enough, I guess. But maybe it's yeah, it's but it does help. Toughness helps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. having a good armor save or having a five up ward save across the army, that's what makes Nurgle tougher. And they can sort of play that game with the with the flies. Yes. They're really hard to kill and they are sort of like a damage check, but it's damage that gets through the the ward saves and the armor saves. Mm. So they got yeah. Yeah, Dadbod, this is where effective wounds will come into play in the conversation. I agree. Like, maybe a conversation for another time. So that's effective wounds. So, like, because when you're talking about, like, the damage output of, like, a unit, like, so what happens with the squigs in this example on the wound sink, it's like, you just need, like, you're, like, they're just like, okay, it's 200. Like, uh, when I play Pink Horrors, someone's like, I've done, like, my damage is amazing. I've done 50 damage. I'm like, bro, I've got, like, 280 wounds here. Mm. Like, I don't even care. Um, but 50 wounds into the armor save one is, but I don't have a save effectively. I don't have a save. Whereas in the armor save version, (coughs) most of that damage just doesn't go through the save. So like, that's really tough to work out the difference Mm. between the two sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it'll depend on the type of damage you do. So yeah, like 50, if somebody did 50 mortal wounds to, to the squig herd, 
uh, or 50 wounds at rend 1. So the squig herd is whatever. It's the same thing. <laughs> you know, but if they're doing 50 wins to a unit of chosen that are mortal wins, that's 50, very different. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to 50 wins that way. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the 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 wound sink is the safer yeah. damage like damage check of of, of yeah, the yeah. whole lot. Um, but yeah, some armies just yeah. can't do any damage. Yeah. Like they have no <laughs> rend, and they just go into the armor save one. It's like the armor save guy's like. Ha, 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 ha. Um, I remember firing like a hundred and like against Fabian, rolling like a hundred and ninety-eight re-rollable pink horror shots or something stupid. Yeah, yeah? all re-rolling into into his Archeon with a two-up re-rolling ones. I did like three damage, and I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> like it was <laughs> like it was it was rough, yeah, but yeah. I did three damage. Was the point? Yeah. Well, I remember when like the, one of the first games that you played ever of Age of Sigmar. You, did those Ripodactyls into uh, it, uh, one of the elf lords on a dragon? Into Mark Wildman's, yeah. into Malekith of all people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It's and then smashed yeah. him up. Yeah, do like a hundred. You've got to make a hundred saves, but then. 168 save, saves, <laughs> and you save. Saves them all except for. <laughs> like three. Three. Yeah. It, was, it sucked. Yeah. 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 Um, so damage check <coughs> definitely exists as an archetype. Uh, because I think, I think of all of them. Your list ends up being a castle. Like you start writing your list and you think, right, I've got this strong unit, but I need to protect it. You build a castle. I think Alpha Strike, you kind of like look at a couple of units and you think, right, these are going to go and beat them up. Uh, and a Counter Strike one is more like a, of a normal list. Mm. And then the damage check one is one I think you intentionally build. You like literally go, like Squigs is the current example. How many can I have? Put them on the board get yeah. going with it like it seems like the current example um so like that feels like the one that's most intentional and then damage dealer is also just because everyone loves smashing face so this is just taking like the most output you can take mm -hmm. and i don't know if this is an actual archetype or if it's just sensible you know what i mean like uh, current examples would be like chosen and you think right okay i'm gonna take chosen over warriors because Warriors, warriors do okay damage. Chaos warriors, they do fine. Yeah. They do fine damage, right? But uh, okay, probably a better example is chaos warriors versus um, oh, what are they called? The the cultist version that do all the mortal wounds. They're called splinter fang. Yeah. So splinter fang don't really have a save, right? But they do a ton of damage, right? Because they do mortals, and you can stack some extra attacks and other stuff. So you got some mortals that go do some damage. Yeah. But if they get hit back, they die. So you kind of look at them in the list and you think, right, okay, the warriors are going to survive on objectives a little bit more. They're going to be a more, bit more grindy. And then I'm going to take the Splinter Fang. But I feel like you could go like Splinter Fang, Splinter Fang, Splinter Fang, Splinter Fang. Instead of doing like warriors and Splinter Fang, yeah. you can kind of just be like, everything here is just going to... Let's just fight. <coughs> it's just going to fight yeah, and yeah, smash. Just for the damage. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if... I'm not sure if Damage Dealer is a... Is an, is an archetype because surely all the armies want to do damage yeah that's the bit I'm kind of getting at yeah but like some of them will be the damage check and then they're unlikely to be the damage dealer yeah yeah they're like they're like unlikely mm. to do much damage yeah yeah I think that's mainly me saying that they've got the, the list has got a lot of output because no, it doesn't because an example so Azrael's saying the chats are a glass cannon but some some lists don't have like chosen as a, our current example, they smash face and they survive. So they're like iron guts, yeah. smash face. They don't survive quite as well. Varangard because they fight twice. Like they they they're pretty good. Um, uh, is there a damage dealer that doesn't do damage turn one? That's a great question. Well, like chosen. Yeah, they don't do. Yeah, they don't do damage turn one. Yeah, but then they're probably going to be in like a counter strike army, aren't they? Yes. I guess so. So maybe it's a little bit of redundant to... That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, well, it's it'll be a roll... It probably won't be a whole list, but it'll be a roll of units in the army. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm going to scrap that out then. Um, and then... It's just... I think there's like... It's almost like there's like a, like a second modifier. It's almost like... It's a castle army that does damage versus a castle army that debuffs your enemy. Yeah. Like it's almost like... Are they, are they like attack or control? Like oh, with two T's, I think. Like attack plus control. Oh no, 
like all control. Yeah, all control. Because then you're doing one or the other. Yeah. In the list, so like if you're doing an alpha strike and then you control it, I don't know. Still yeah, to discuss. Yeah, sometimes attack is the best method of control. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah, or offensive and defensive archetype is a great way of thinking about it. Yeah. That's probably better. So thanks, chat. Uh, you can go for more Jack of all trade vibe, both offensive and survivability. Offensive and survivability, yeah. Um, Ko doesn't have a defensive archetype. That's true. Like Ko doesn't do a defensive build. Yeah, they struggle a bit on that. They do, right? As a whole book. Yeah. Yeah, they used to have a fair, like a more of a swamp, swampy type list where they would just have loads of Arknauts. Remember when they used to take like. 90 or 120 Arknauts. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. They had a lot of guys. They had a lot. Okay, final one uh, is debuff, right? Uh, they have a, like, I don't know if debuff is an archetype, but I think maybe. It used to be an it archetype. It used to be, but now that they've limited the amount of debuffs you can put on things. So you can only minus one to hit down by one mm. thing, so... Uh, and that used to be the main debuff, like just piling on the minuses to hit. I think that there isn't, like, and Legion of the First Prince was a debuff army because you had the Corn Demon mm. Prince. Although, yeah, I guess Nighthaunt now play as a debuff army, don't they? But they use the debuff to... To be offensive. Yeah, to, to yeah. power up their um, yeah their attacks. Yeah, I think I think debuff is one of those ones where maybe there aren't tons of current examples, Nighthaunt being a good example, mm. but there has been versions, oh and yeah. then there might be versions in the future. Yeah. I think that's a legitimate one yeah. because like it's it's tough yeah. to. Yeah, the gets used to have a debuff army, and it was a control debuff army, so it would be the fanatics stopping charges, and then all the minuses to hit as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would say that's more control, like Legion of the First Prince. Yes, or debuff is more like control. Yeah, because cause, so someone online, again, Nathan, terminally online as I am, like, <laughs> fucking can't help myself. Well, when you're in a room on your own all day, it's yeah, nice, yeah. It's nice, oh, looking, it's nice looking at the internet. Um, the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. the best time when you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is debuff akin to a magic control deck? Thank you, King Callaghan, for bringing up the point I was about to say. So, like, the reason we just talk about DPS, yeah, yeah. is because that's something that's fairly common. Like, I still in videos explain what AOE means, like area of effect. Yeah. Because some people I guess haven't played computer games and they they don't they don't know what AOE is. Um whereas like when you talk about Magic the Gathering or when you talk about a lot of computer game stuff, people generally talk about magic control decks or blue control decks. I mean I've played like some like very casual magic with like a friend. Okay. Yeah. And been like, okay, all right, we've done some cards, that's it. That's the most I've played. Yeah. But other people are like, let me tell you about famous blue control decks and you're like, okay. <laughs> I see you specialized in a particular type of this uh, this nerddom that I uh, I didn't. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so would you say, what's the best word for that? Control? Because I don't think you can say it's a blue control deck or a debuff check because I think that confuses people. Like, yeah, I mean, do you know what a blue control deck is? I've got, I mean, yeah. So it's you controlling your opponent but not necessarily with debuffs it, c it can also be with things like fanatics and um like movement shenanigans mm. uh like how aether wings used to be and that sort of stuff would mm. i think controls a better yeah. name for it yeah i think controls a great name for it because it can also be a unit role yeah. control can also be a unit role yeah like uh, i mean like bellacore like i mean Goddamn, Teclis has got the ability. Teclis and the Cathlar have got the ability to make it so units can't move. Like, then Bellacore comes in, also makes it so you yeah. can't move. Uh, the Gossamids. Like, I definitely think that, like, um, if you're running, like, uh, a... Like, you could do a Silver Death list at the minute. That is a castle, because it sits in the corner, right? Uh, control, because it uses Gossamids to hold you off. Um, like, list. Like, very comfortably, it's those two. So I definitely think they're a list that could yeah. be, like, a combo, which I, th I think is fun. Uh, because it, the point of, I guess, the control in the list is to protect the castle. Yeah. But it's a little bit more involved than that. Uh, what about spoiling? Stopping your opponent from being able to enact their game plan. Yeah, is there some examples of that? Just fucking well, giving them loads of beer, I think. <laughs> Tactic. 
Well, I mean, that's what the control is. is you spoiling your opponent's movements and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Nathan, shiny as a subcategory, as an archetype. <laughs> <laughs> Can we, are, we, are we keeping shiny? We <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't have to. I mean, it's normally Stormcast or people that really buff their armor up. Really buff their armor up. Yeah, okay, that seems fine. Uh, because if I th- if we do shiny, then we'll have to wet for the Eidneth. Mm. And I don't think you want that. Stinky. Yeah, dank yeah. would be one. Um, Bellicor stops a unit from doing anything if you pass the roll for that phase. That's true, Dad Bod. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, so I think there's enough in there. And I don't think this, I don't think if anyone if anyone who's watching this or listening to this back has some other suggestions, I want to try and keep it super simple for when yeah. I make this. This is why I needed to do this show. Because, like, I want to make sure that if I'm talking about this, and if it, they all, if it ends up being really popular, then people will use those terms. And the thing I'm really conscious of, and I've always been really conscious of when I come up with stuff, is not to put silly... Well, <laughs> that's not true. I love putting silly things out <laughs> in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the meme archetype? Shiny. That's legit, right? Shiny. <laughs> I think meme is a legit archetype. Yeah, yeah, it does. Right? Meme is a legit arch- archetype. That's actually a great shout. Who said that? Uh, uh, Dark Lord of the Cheese. Fucking great shout. That's, um, that is a good one. Thanks, it's Goose, for resubscribing. Are there any armies that are just all rounders? Uh, yes. Loads. Yes. Loads. I guess you could just call it an all rounder. But I think the point about trying to at least roughly describe how the list might play. Probably a Counter-Strike army is probably an all-rounder. You set up a screen, and then you hit your opponent when they hit yeah. you. <clears throat> um, what about ones that that are like, well, I guess, um, they might be castle? I'm just thinking of armies that have got sh- shooting that draw people across the board to you. That's just a, that's just like a strategy, right? Mm. Like I would say, that's keeping people honest. You mean yeah. just like you you shoot enough that they have to run towards yeah. you, or otherwise yeah. they damage. And then you've just got some damagey stuff that's moving towards them. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's like that. That's the classic list. Yeah. You like uh, like old school OBR, right? They'd have two catapults. They'd fire them at you, and you'd be like, I can't fucking have them keep firing these catapults at me. So you'd yeet across the board to try and fight them, and then more tech guarded below. <laughs> we don't die, yeah. right? And that but, would be the- yeah. They'd be moving forward, but yeah, I was thinking more of yeah. I guess that's right. And you got yeah, super mobile armies, but they're normally like an alpha strike. But I'm thinking more maybe not an alpha strike so stuff like the old foxes that sort of mobile army that's just like a oh you mean like an ev- uh, like a, an evasion army yeah just like bounce, bouncing around doing a little bit of whatever it needs to do enough to score the points and then it moves away before you can get to grips with it that's actually really interesting thank you dritz for resubscribing loads of love um uh, I think that that's actually really interesting, like an evasion style army. I'm just trying to think of versions because uh, the foxes definitely did that. Yeah. You're right. Um, I'm just trying to think of other lists. Narcao sort of have to play like that. Cowards army. Yeah, an absolute fucking cowards army. Yeah. Oh, teleporty Sylvaneth. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, that's what KO are, aren't they? They're teleporting away. They get go to a corner fight 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 there but making sure that enough of you can't get to them mm. and then yeah i think uh, i think the idea before of you c- get there they try and get away that, that fits in control i think right because yeah. they're effectively controlling your ability oh, yeah, to hit yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah i think you being broad is good mm. and then you can kind of mm. discuss it down yeah, yeah. i like what someone just came up in the chat because i hadn't thought about talking about this but this is actually really true army tempo is something that when i do live streaming I try and really explain to people yeah. because actually it's quite important um, and it's tough to tough to kind of express. But armies do have a tempo. Like anything that has summoning can either have a consistent or ramp up level of like tempo, yeah, yeah. whereas every other army effectively has a downgrade, a, de- a degrading tempo. Um, so you do have a couple of like scale like the way the ways the armies work like and i do think armies have other tempos like iron jaws are a very fast tempo army 
And if they lose all their pieces on turn two, they're in a real struggle. Yeah. Um, whereas Zinch, Zinch, Zinch maintain their tempo. It's pretty static. Yeah. They normally lose what they resummon, but that's pretty unique because normally armies go. Again, I don't know if I'm saying this right. So if you don't agree, I think an army normally degrades, so its tempo goes down. Yeah. But some armies can maintain their tempo or even increase their tempo. Yeah. So like. Slanesh, it's like summoning a lot. If they can summon, yeah. Enough. If 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 you don't bash them off the back of the board, mm-hmm. but if they've had enough time, they'll might end up the game stronger than they were when they started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what type of army would you call a summoning list? It really depends on what the summoning list was. Uh, FEC, um, yeah. FEC spike really hard at the start, right? Because they they have all that summoning. Yeah. Uh, and then they that stuff falls off. Soul Blight, yeah. Like, I mean, even Nighthorn are quite interesting because they've got that guy that puts like three models back every turn. So they have a pretty like medium tempo as an army. Yeah. Uh, but because but because they like they're a mid board army because they're not generally fast unless you're running hex wraiths, then they have like a pretty like medium tempo to fast as it goes on. Because yeah. what we did, oh yeah, tempo is a really tough one to describe. This is what I'm trying to say. I don't know if it's all just bullshit. That's what I was trying to make in the video. Like, so just put your models down and play games, man. Yeah. But like, when you're trying to help people at home, yeah. Well, I guess it's whether they drive the game or not. So with the temper. So if they have, if they're more of a driver or if they're more reactive. So like an Iron Jaws army tends to drive the game, particularly at the beginning. Oh yes, yeah, we call that being the beatdown. Yeah, they fly across and they're going to. Well, yeah. And then, whereas other armies will wait for th- for their opponents to do things, so they'll just like, I'll just do the bare minimum until the until my until my opponent moves and sort of opens up. And yeah. Then, then you can try and exploit any mistakes that they've made. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, like I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That's one I'm going to re-explore. The tempo one. I think that that's. That like requires diagrams and a whole conversation about it because like the thing about this stuff is like it's about making it very complicated and then making it really simple again. Like you know because ultimately I think the correct answer for how to play Warhammer well, anyone asks me any questions, is just go play lots of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's a really easy answer. Yeah, like loads. Well, practice. Yeah, practice. 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 And then do all the things that you do when you practice. Write things down. Learn from your mistakes. Like reanalyze what you can do, speak to people, like train. Yeah. Like that's classic, right? Yeah. Um, uh, a huge thing to say in tempo is what you can do turn one. So many armies just walk forward. That's true, yeah. and actually, that's a huge weakness yeah. for a lot of armies, right? Yeah, I guess it's also it relies on the speed of the units. So, like an an Ideneth tempo is pretty consistent because they can just fly around, like the especially old eels list. The tempo was high, and they would just like fly around and smash stuff up. Yeah. Whereas an Iron Jaws army, that first turn they bashed across. But then normally, when they get separated from from the buffers and like from the war chanters, or if, if the the more crush has gone down and you don't have all the mighty destroyers, or what now they're within twelve, so they can't do the mighty destroyers. So now they've reverted to their normal movement then they, they lose that mobility that they had at the beginning. Mm. So, yeah, mobility is a big part of... It's, I think yeah. it's actually one of the... Inha- like, like, it, like it, this is one of those things where... Like, like they, they've also destroyed mobility in the game. Like, I don't mean this... Let me let me be super clear. I love Age Sigmar. I love playing Age Sigmar. Mm. Not going to start. <coughs> but, like, from, like, an arch- architectural like perspective on how the game is built, like, they destroyed it because they have, like, stuff that shoots 30 inches. Yeah. Right, and then like, and you're like, okay, cool, but these move four inches. Yeah, yeah. And you then know, there's other stuff that moves sixteen inches. Yeah, this thing moves sixteen inches. So like, uh, this has to move for four turns to equal that. What like, and you're yeah. like, okay, what's their output like? Actually, it's about the same. Like, there's never a like, there isn't like an absolute. I mean, Gotrex the example, right? Yeah. Gotrex, the kind of perfect example. In loads of ways. Everyone always like just avoid him, move around him. Because when he does get you, he's a, dis- a destroyer of worlds, yeah. right? But he doesn't have any way of moving any any faster. So Gotrek's that perfect example where they were like, okay, movement four, not a problem. Because if they get you, they fucking get you. Yeah. 
but then they didn't give that to the other movement four units. So you have a lot of like trash units in the game because being able to use the effective range is so much better than potential range and they normally point stuff like it's potential range and the effective range on some units is just way too strong bow snakes are like shoot 24 move 8 so it's 32 inches yeah right like <laughs> you're moving four guys like this fucking sucks <laughs> and you're like and then what happens when the movement four unit gets over there it might kill them uh, like it might yeah. if they don't roll a redeploy yeah so yeah. it's uh oh yeah they'll redeploy further than you can move so yeah they, yeah, they will. They will. All right, so tempo is really interesting. Uh, anyway, and then just to wrap this up. So these are the different unit roles. Uh, again, like Lord of the Rings characters. So, and again, multiple units can do multiple roles. Like a war chanter isn't in your list as a damage dealer. He situationally can fight Yeah. quite yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah, he's not. Yeah, you wouldn't rely on him to. No to kill anything to no anything. yeah but he is in here like you're taking him as a support piece yeah, yeah. right yeah he's always in an iron shores list oh, thank you Crond. let me just change that that's for the memes um uh right yeah he's always in the iron jaws right oh. so support piece is so you can have a support and a damage dealer a good example would be obviously techless because he can fight he does damage via spells and obviously yeah. also supports his army uh damage dealer is just 10 chosen nine eels like it doesn't like it's just in there to slap yeah, face yeah. an anvil is to probably be an anvil and a damage dealer there aren't many examples of just anvils pink horrors is a good yeah. example of just uh your squig herd but they also yeah. can do damage i think yeah 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 there's those uh three upside dwarf dudes what are they called the iron iron breakers iron breakers yeah yeah they're supposed to be that yeah, that, that's they're meant to be their job. Yeah, but yeah. Phoenix Guard are a better example, right, of an anvil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and then they kind of fit both roles. So anvils just takes the damage, does the damage. Screen for a unit is like, it just means it's shit. It just gets in the way. Um, which people just do take those units for screens. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just like, a, a, a throwaway unit. So you don't want... It doesn't take much of your resources if, if you lose them. Well, I see the thing. I, so me and Tom and the Forty K guys had this chat once. A screen is like anything can become a screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Like literally everything's expendable in the cause of winning the game. Yes. Like if it's turn five and you have to screen with Archeon, he's got two wounds left, but he body blocks you moving something in. Guess what, baby? That's yeah, Lord of the End Times is a screen <laughs> now. <Yeah. laughs> um, and then uh, Points Grabber is like a little bit more unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally uh, a very mobile unit. Yeah, that just yeah. goes grab stuff or like pre-game moves or something like that. And then I don't know if Assassin is an actual unit role. Because like right now, a lot of people are taking like the the five night Vexilla banners for Stormcast. Yeah. So it's 24 inch range, pick a point on the ground. Everything within six or three inches takes D3 mortal wounds yeah. once per battle. We did it five times. That's five D3 mortal wounds. So you're just like, no support characters for you, right? Yeah. Like, that's like an assassin-style build. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that's what your the bugs that you were talking about doing. Oh, the the fast bugs. Yeah. yeah you I go in, kill a unit, and then whoop out again. Is that what's the damage deal, though? Yeah, but it's more targeted. Yeah. I guess, yeah, assassins are damage dealers, though, aren't they? So. <laughs> I always scream my useless halflings as my freaking champion of Grondor. Like, I didn't do it. Um, please do not forget pet unit category. Pet. Pet. That'll be his rock-throwing beastman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Gal. Happy resub day. Thank you very much for resub. And it's your 12th month in a row. Let's go. Um, okay. So do you think there are anything else? Uh, like, there are any other unit roles? I think that's it. Like, maybe they're fairly broad. Yeah. But, like, a, a unit's role is always multiples of these and is also several roles. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Anyway. I don't know if there are any other versions of a unit role. It's kind of why I'm throwing it out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could probably lump Assassin into Damage Dealer because that's all it is, is a targeted Damage Dealer. It's doing it via being a Damage Dealer. Yeah. It's doing, uh, it's doing a job. 
yeah, even if it's just yeah, a very targeted amount. Like like a like a slan is a perfect like damage uh, assassin, right? Like he just keeps dropping comics cool. Scrag Rock with his little like moon on a stick, yeah, yeah. like does that Smack job really up. well. Yeah, yeah. Slangor are definitely assassins. <laughs> They're assassins, right? It's what they are. <laughs> um uh, could separate damage into ranged melee hybrid. Yeah, sure, I agree. So each unit has a primary. Oh, I thought and he said drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, so each unit has a primary and potentially a couple of, of secondary roles. I think that's that's yeah, fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right? That's like what their job is. Yeah. I, I don't know. When I'm writing a list, I don't just be like, he'll do something when he's there. <laughs> like just uh, taking the slide. Don't know what's gonna he's what is what he's there for but he's yeah, there yeah I think trading unit like trading as a concept I don't know if like a unit a unit's role is to be a trading unit but like a screen is always a trading unit like effectively yeah uh, yeah but trading trading is a huge thing in 40k like for 40k people transitioning to Age of Sigmar like it's pretty crazy that you don't discuss trading units yeah because they ha that's their whole like a whole thing that they have for the way they score we do it, but we don't necessarily talk about trading units. And again, to be clear, it's just putting a unit on an objective, then your opponent hits it, but you put it on the back of an objective, so they hit the objective, and then you're like, sweet, now I'm going to charge you. Or in my case, every unit of mine that's a screen is somehow magically just within 18 inches of Kairos. So if you ever charge any one of my units, Kairos is going to fucking shoot you with his guns. Like, So like, that's what their job is. Yeah. Um, uh, a trading game doesn't really work in AOS. It works on the board state. Trading... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess you don't trade, though. I guess it's more bait. You don't... You're not, like... I'm not putting that unit there to trade. Oh, I don't know, am I? Well, yeah, I mean, you put it there, you expect to lose it, but then you're going to take whatever he hits it with, whatever he takes that unit with, you're going to take that unit again. Mm. And hopefully you've taken a more, exp you know, a more... Valuable piece yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't like distraction card effects because like, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but I understand the point. Um, all right, interesting. Now, the, the final question, Nath, is just, is it all bollocks? That's the bit like I can't like... Definitely is. <laughs> That's the easy answer. That's the easy answer. Because like you don't, I like, I don't want to sell someone like a bill of goods, right? Like I, I want, I want it to like actually, like I don't want it to be snake oil. I want no, it to no, be... no. It's yeah, no, it, it's it's um just putting some terms to some stuff that we do. So like like let's take your current gits list that you played the other day, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so if someone messaged you and said to you, "Hey, Nath, yeah. I literally built and painted the same list. Like, how do I use the list? How do I use it? Yeah, yeah." Like, do you, are you going to describe every unit? Like, like I, I want to know. Like, it, I'm asking you that question as like just a, a fan uh, that follows Nathan Prescott's Twitter <laughs> at Nathan Prescott. Uh, please oh, do, please no. do follow. <laughs> like, what would you, uh, what would you say? What would you do? Yeah, I guess I would, I would have to say you've got your screening units. Yeah, and then you've got a the big unit of. Um, Squigs is like a very mobile attacking unit, but it's also a bit of a wound sink, so it can soak up a lot of damage. Mm. Um, and then you've obviously got all your support pieces, so you've got your sneaky stufflers and your wizards mm. to get those buffs on there. You've got um, your general, who's a, who's a big buffing piece, but also can be a threat, mm. but he's quite often there to be a threat more than actually do the damage but then when you need him to do the damage he can do it and then you've got the two units of boing got bounders who are your like your counter charge units okay all right nice. so uh like putting that into a list i guess it's more of a counter strike trading sort of army although you can do a bit of an alpha but it, no, it's not really an alpha. You can and the book's limited, right? Yeah, like you the can book's limited what for you can a turn because you can with all the buffs on, you can move super fast. Mm. But uh, you're not going to be moving the whole army up. That's the problem. So yeah. you want more of a yeah. So it's not a true alpha, but it's got that first turn threat that then could act as a pin as well. So yeah, yeah. So it's picking out the little bits that it can do, but 
generally they're probably more likely players as like a counter strike army hmm. interesting yeah because like a lot of that is like because it's like what the units are jobs are yeah like is important and then what the overarching strategy yeah. of, of the and way so, it works. yeah so the weaknesses it doesn't have it doesn't have stuff that can reach out and take stuff off the back of other armies although you've always got the threat of um, teleports mm. but then they're not that's not a reliable way to take out um stuff from behind so yeah but it, it's got speed on on the front edge but it's more likely to want to move up because once it, once the speed has happened, then it's out of range of some of the buffs. Mm. So you want to make sure that when the speed happens, it's pretty conclusive what you do. Yeah, where you yeah. hit. Yeah, where you it's hit. It's got to like this got to be telling, so that you've then got enough time to get get everything back into position. Because when whenever we're doing live coverage and I'm like talking about the games. Because like, I've talked about like, hundreds of games at this point, like, like I'm always like, how best to translate that information? But mm. I've never thought about how then to translate that p- information to people offline in yeah. a lot of ways, because like it feels very, um, it feels very uh, self-explanatory when you look at it. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it's understanding, I guess, what the unit roles are to produce like the tempo. Like I mean, you know, when you strip it back, you're even still having conversations about like like so okay you're a one drop that means that like like you have to change it like if your list isn't a one drop you have to know like what you're doing with your list when you write the list when you're going first into an army like can your army attack them or threaten them on the first turn no then you have probably a bad list yeah you've got it yeah you've got to know what you're gonna do uh, if they give you first turn you've got to have a some strategy Mm. but then you've also got to be able to strategize have a strategy for if they take first turn and mm. they're coming straight at you, what are you going to do? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one, right? Mm. It's a tough but one. Yeah, yeah. Somet- sometimes you go be aware that, okay, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to do damage this first turn, but I'm going to position so that he can't do damage to me or she or they can't do damage to me, but I'm controlling the board so that if, if, uh, if I don't win the priority next turn, so he's got a double turn, they've got a double turn, then what can I do? Or, uh, but at the same time, uh, make it so that they can't move into a position where uh, they are happy if they lose the turn. So if they then move into another position and then you win the priority again, how you know how confident are they going to be so you got uh, i think yeah if <laughs> that's why i play quite cautious sometimes against you on the first turn and then you have to be fairly cautious because then you can't do the alpha yes so you're in the same position that i was in but i've i've managed to just tag a couple of objectives and stuff do stuff and then it's like oh where do we go from here? We're still <laughs> at the beginning of the game, but now first turn, turn, first turn relies on a dice roll instead of a. Yeah, uh, that's true. Know. That's true. Rebuilding that yeah. framework is yeah. quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, it's been a good chat. Thanks, Nath. Mm. Chat. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation. Um, this is. I like having these conversations because I don't like to present information like I know all of the answers. Like Warhammer is super complicated. It's full of really clever people who play it. Uh, and there are loads of things still to learn about it, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Uh, but Nathan, I can't let you go without showing you one thing, if this is okay. Um, so podcast listeners, you're not going to be able to see this. But Nathan, uh, what if instead of taking... So my question to you is, instead of taking a Gits army, yeah. right? would you play this army instead? It's an army of goblins riding sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and a bird. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a chicken. So there's look. If you look, there are Boingrop bounders, but it, they're bounding on a sheep. Yeah. The squigs are sheep. There's two Mangler squigs, but they're giant sheep. There are there are goblins swinging sheep. Yeah. What do you think? That is very nice looking <laughs> army. Check out that one, guys. Got a beard. A goblin with a oh. There's bottom. There is a bottom. Yeah. 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 What do you think? That's cool. Lost hobbyist. Army yeah. set. Army set, yeah. So uh, I'll put the link. Yeah, it's the... But it's, Nathan, it's the 
Bad Moon. <laughs> Thank you to Double Bluff in the chat for finding this for us earlier. I just thought you'd like to see this before we go. Yeah, yeah. no, that's cool. That, that is, is cool, cool, right? That is cool. Yeah, if somebody did an army of that, that would they would have a that's a fun army, fun yeah. looking army. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, is that a netter with the <laughs> with the sheets? Yeah, with the sheets. <laughs> they throw sheets on you instead of a net. <laughs> It's cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay, listen, if you've enjoyed the show, thanks very much. Follow Nathan on Twitter um, or whatever. I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, if you've got any thoughts and feelings, obviously leave them in the comments below. Loads of love. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye.